watching us online this morning, wherever you're watching from, pray that you're blessed by this service as well. In Jesus' name. Psalms chapter 8. Psalms chapter 8. I'd like to read the entire psalm, which is only nine verses, but Psalmist David says, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained, and I will just insert and remind you and declare to others of you, we do not believe in Darwin's theory of evolution. We believe that God purposefully created the heavens and the earth. When I consider the work of your fingers... The sun, the moon, the stars, which thou hast ordained. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands, Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. I want to draw your attention back to verse number 5. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. Father, thank you for the privilege you've given us of being in your presence today. Thank you for the opportunity to encounter you, God. Thank you for your spirit that's in this place that's already been working and moving and ministering to hearts and lives. But I thank you, God, that you're not finished with doing that this morning. And so I pray that now through your word, your spirit would speak, that you would minister to hearts and lives that are in this place today, God. I pray again this morning, God, that this would not be a sermon, but it would be a message It would come from you. I trust you today. I depend on you for your anointing, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visited him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. 
The word lower there in the original language, the Hebrew means to lack. By implication, to fail, to want, to lessen. Another Bible dictionary says it means to lack or to be without, to be lacking, to have a need. You made him lower. You made him lacking. You created him wanting. I could say it this way, you created him incomplete. That's how you that's how you made him. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 it says God said, "Let us make man in our image after our likeness." And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. I want you to notice two different words. One of them's repeated a couple of times. But I want you to notice the word image and the word likeness. He made man in his image. He made him in his likeness. The context of that is he didn't clone himself in man. Meaning man was not an exact duplication of him. He made him a little lower. God doesn't lack anything. God does not do without God is not wanting, so to make something that is lacking and wanting, there's no way it can be an exact duplication of God. Put that picture up on the screen for me, if you would, please. That is, on the left, an image or a likeness of the one on the right. Your guest today, that is me on the right. I know it's a little bit hard to tell now, but that's my 16, almost 17-year-old son. And his picture on the left is probably a, a year or two, I think, maybe before the one of me on the right. He is he is made, not by me, but he was obviously made in my image after my likeness. But we are not the same. We are not the same. I was sitting in my office the other day in a meeting with a couple of individuals, and and I'm not sure exactly which one they were referring to because there's a couple of pictures, but they looked over and there was a picture of Timothy, who is my elder son, 19 years old, and, 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 and they began to comment, wow, I didn't really realize how much he favors you. He's in my image. He's after my likeness. But we're not identical. We're not one in the same. Go back to the other screen. 
So God, God made us in His image after His likeness. We favor Him, but we're not Him. I, I don't know. I, you probably some of you. I guess maybe you have no clue where I'm going. It's good. Hang in there. He made us in His image after His likeness, but He made us. He purposefully made us lower than the angels. Now, I, I would tell you again, especially to our guests today. Uh, hopefully, I don't need to say this to those that consider this to be their church, but we believe in the supernatural. In fact, we believe the supernatural really is more real than the natural because God is a spirit and God pre-existed what there is in the natural. And so that's why I say the supernatural is more real than the natural. And we believe that there are angels and demons. And angels were created by God as ministering spirits. Now, as best I can tell, angels, there's no place that states their flaws, if you will. Because in essence, when it says that man was made a little lower, that's saying man was made with a flaw. But not the angels. Which is why when Lucifer decided he wanted to be like God and wanted to elevate himself, God kicked him out of heaven and there was not another chance because it was not supposed to be in his nature to make mistakes. Uh, stay with me. I know I'm really slow right now, but we're getting, we're getting somewhere. He never got a second chance and a third of the angels never get a second chance because they were not made with the expectation that they would fail. But when he made us, he purposefully, intentionally made us lower. Because if he didn't make us a little lower and he made us a duplicate of himself, there'd be more than one God. And there's only one God and you and I are not it. And we try to be sometimes and we do a real poor job. So God decides to make man and he decides... I'm going to make him, I am purposefully going to make him a little lower. Meaning, again, from my understanding of Scripture and what there is in Scripture about angels, there was no, again, there was no flaws that were put into them. It's my understanding, I, I think I can say it this way, God created them essentially as perfect beings. Again, that's why to me, when Lucifer made up his mind for what he wanted to do, God says, you're done, there's no other chance, because that's not supposed to be in your nature. But he, he decides he needs, he wants something else. And decides to make man. And so he does not just make another angel. 
And again, he doesn't make another one of himself, but he does make something that is in his image. It's after his likeness. So it favors him, but it's not him. Here, here's what's interesting. Human beings try to the best of their ability to create something that is perfect. In fact, everything man makes, everything man from, from, from technology to, to furniture to whatever, to transport, everything man creates, he intends to make it perfect. Man does not create something and purposefully put flaws in it. However, there is nothing man has ever created that is perfect. Because man cannot produce anything perfect. Think about how far technology has come, but it's not perfect. I don't know what, I don't know, it seems to have stopped. I don't know if there was a software update or something, but over the last couple of weeks in, in, in trying to use Siri to send some text messages, all I could get was about five or six words, and then it would just stop. And I'd have to turn Siri off, turn it back on, and then I'd get a couple more words. Because man cannot produce anything that's perfect. Sometimes I open my iPad and I go to change the uh, the orientation from landscape to portrait and it won't change. I don't know why I think by bumping it some that does anything. Man cannot make as hard as he tries. Man cannot make anything perfect. That's why there's version 2.0. That's why there's software updates. I've I've heard my dad say when it comes to a a vehicle that he wants and there's a new model that's coming out, he's going to wait several months because there's going to be some bugs that have to be worked out. There's going to be some glitches that have to be worked out there. There's going to have to be some updates. And yet man strives to produce something that is flawless. Man tries and does not have the ability to ever create anything without a flaw. It's going to need updates. It's going to need upgrades. It's going to need replacing. Because man is finite, so man can't produce anything infinite. Mm, Hallelujah. But God, who is perfect, who is flawless, who has all of the ability needed to create something perfect, chooses... Oh, hallelujah. I hope this is as good for you as it's been for me. because Otherwise, we're in trouble. He chooses to make it flawed. He purpose 
finally decides, I could make something perfect, but I'm going to make it a little lower. And know what, you know what's crazy is God designed us a little lower. And what do we spend most of our lives trying to do and be? Perfect. Flawless. Forget it. You were created lower. You were made in his image after his likeness, but you're not him. There is only one that's perfect and flawless, and that's the creator. The created is not perfect and flawless. I, how, how, I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe this is just me. How, how amazing, how crazy in some way, how crazy is it that God would purposefully, intentionally, from the beginning, I, I was, uh, when, when we went away for Christmas, I was uh, watching on a couple of the flights, I think it ended up being, I was, I was watching this documentary about uh, DeLoreans. That's the car in Back to the Future, that's how most of you know it. I was watching the the documentary of 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 the the invent the creation and the production of DeLoreans and 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 uh they're one of the unique things about them is they got those doors that swing up. And one of the guys that worked at the at the the they they actually ended up in uh, I think it was in, it was in Ireland they ended up that was the place that uh Mr. DeLorean could get uh some financing and government whatever and so he he they built their factory and in Ireland, and uh, one of the guys that worked there and had one of the DeLoreans talked about he had, there were times he got stuck in the car because the doors would not open up. And, and, and they talked about how that they knew, they realized there was some flaws in the production of them, and yet they continued just mass producing them. The problem was people were not trying to buy a defect. You don't go unless you unless you know you go into the outlets, which I think I've come to think the outlets are just a scam now. I don't. But you know, you 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 go you go someplace where they're selling something that's you know it's flawed, and you know you're buying something that's flawed. But you're, you're not paying that kind of money for a vehicle with the expo. Okay, it's not you know I may get stuck in this thing because the doors aren't going to open. But that's man. Man cannot produce perfection. And God says, "I'm going to, I'm going." <laughs> I'm going to create my masterpiece. All this other stuff wasn't God's masterpiece. It'd be kind of nice if some of these folks out there would care as much about humanity as they do about the planet. His crowning jewel of creation was the thing that he made in his image after his likeness. That's the purpose of all of this. The reason God created the earth was for man's sake. A place for man. 
I suppose God could have chosen somehow when he made us to make us without flaw. I guess. But again, he would have produced duplicates of himself. And, and he decides, I, I'm going to make this. I'm going to make my crowning achievement. And I am going to purposefully not make it as good as something else. Y'all awake? I'm going to make it a little lower. I'm going to give man a will and a right to choose, knowing that when I give man a will and a right to choose, there's going to be times he chooses wrong. Because I've made him lower. But I'm also going to realize I've made him lower. And so really before I think God even made man, he already calculated the fact I've made him lower. So therefore I know what he's going to do. But because I've made him lower and I know what he's going to do, I also know what I'm going to do in the future for the flawed creation that I made. I went, I won't call a name to be nice, but I got two pairs of pants in a row now that I took to the dry cleaners and put them on and only to find out there was a spot on each one of them that hadn't fully been dealt with. I, I, that's not what I was, I was expecting perfection. I was expecting a quality job to be done. I, 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 I wasn't planning. I, yesterday, I, I, I kind of started getting ready a little late for Antioch United. And by the time I got my outfit on and realized that I still had a couple of spots right there, it was too late. I didn't have a chance to do anything else. But God, from the beginning, he knew, I'm going to go get you from the dry cleaners. And even after I pick you up from the dry cleaners, you're still going to have some stains. In fact, you're going to get more stains, but that's all right. I'm going to go ahead and plan some things for the future because I'm going to make you lower. But even though I'm going to make you lower, I'm also going to take care of that and do some things to balance that out. Oh, hallelujah. Preaching is an amazing thing. Sometimes, or well, in some ways, amazing, perplexing. Maybe that's the, there are times I, I come to the pulpit and I believe I have something to preach, but I'm like, you know, I, I don't know about this. And you preach it, people go crazy and like, oh, wow. And then other times you come and I got it. Like, needless to say, I'm a little bit on the second one today. That's all right. He made him. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. He knew when he made me. He knew when he made me. You're going to need my blood. And I'm going to make you anyway. And I'm still going to make you the same way I'm going to make you, knowing that you're going to need me, but that's all right. I'm going to make you lower, but I want you to be a little lower. Number one, you're not going to reach perfection. But what I want you to also know is that for where you are lacking, 
I am going to make the provision to make up for where you are lacking. So it's not about you and I figuring out how do I get rid of all of my imperfections and how do I get rid of all of the areas where I am lacking. That's not the solution. The solution is what can wash away my sin? What can fill the void and the gap and the emptiness of my imperfection? And there is something. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 5 says this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. So, I, I, some of you, 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 you're not all that familiar with this concept, and I don't have time to really dig into it right now, but but uh, you, you are in a church today that... Uh, let me just say it plainly. We do not believe in the Trinity. We do not believe that the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are three separate co-equal persons. We believe that the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost are three different manifestations or operations of one God. So Jesus Christ was fully God. He was also fully man. And so... He was in the form of God. That means, Paul said it this way, in Him, in Jesus, was all the fullness of the Godhead body. There wasn't a part of God in Jesus. He was fully God. And He was in the form of God, but He thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And He made Himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. The perfect God decides I've got to become one of my creation to bring hope and an answer. And so he makes himself the one that's lower than nothing. The one that has himself, the one who there is nothing higher than him, purposefully makes himself in the likeness of what he created to be lower. I'm going to try to make this the last time I ask this. Y'all y'all, all right? Y'all I'm not looking for an answer. I'm just going to ask, am I boring y'all? Don't answer that because I might not get the answer that's encouraging. (laughs) He made himself. He chose. Because if he did not make himself of no reputation, everything had that he had in him, he had the ability to make a serious reputation. 
because he had the power and the ability to do anything. And so he took, he chose to take upon himself the form of a servant. So the one who was perfect, who was fully God, fully man, chooses, chooses. I can't walk in flesh in perfection, or I, 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 I've got to choose to be like what I've come to redeem. And so he makes himself in the likeness of what he had made lower. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and at the and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore my beloved As ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Now now, now watch this next verse. For it is God, the Creator, the Perfect One, that willingly created a flawed one, It is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. I am going to make you lower. I'm not going to make you an angel. And I'm not going to make you me. I'm going to make you in my image, after my likeness. But I'm going to make you flawed. But I'm going to make you flawed from the beginning with the intent. I am going to work in you. I am going to work in you. Both to will and to do of my good pleasure. You see, the enemy tries to con- convince us that the very thing God intended is what causes God not to want us. God's not interested in you. You're flawed. God's not interested in you. You're not perfect. God's not interested in you. You make mistakes. God's not interested in you. You've got weaknesses. God's not interested in you. You've got failures. And we believe the lie of the deceiver over the intent of the Creator. Because the... Creator decided from the beginning, I am going to make you flawed so that I can work in you and through you for my pleasure. 
that's not what disqualifies me. That's the thing that qualifies me. I was made lower, and I can't do it by myself. I can't do it on my own. And so he decided from the beginning, I am going to work in you. You know, most of us, most of us are not going to try something that we do not feel like we have an expectation of achieving. In fact, the reason there's so many things in our lives in different areas that we don't try is because we are afraid of failing. And if I am afraid of failing, then one of the best things to do is just not try because For too many of us, if I fail at something I try, my interpretation is that I am a failure. And so we, you know, sometimes we don't have a choice but to try something we may not have confidence we're going to succeed in. But if we've got a choice, especially if it's in front of a crowd, I mean, you know, it's one thing by yourself, but when you're in front of a crowd of people, you, you, you're not going to try something that you think you very well may fall flat on your face in front of everybody. And yet, one thing that you are absolutely certain to fail at is the thing so many of us are so hard-headed to try to keep doing or reaching for. I can do this by myself. I got this. It's my life. I'll run it. I'll control it. I'll do what needs to be. I'll solve my own problems. I'll provide my own needs. I'll heal my own body. I'll fix my own marriage. I'll straighten out my own children. I've got this. Sorry, that's already predetermined. You will fail. And yet many of us keep trying. And yet the Creator says, I'm going to make you from the beginning knowing that you will fail. But I'm also going to make it from the beginning. If you'll just turn to me as the Creator, I'm not going to reject you for your failure. I'm then going to work in you and through you to do what I want to do. Because actually, I needed you to fail. Oh, you know, here's what hap- Here's part of what happens. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you first got saved, most of us, when we first got saved, we knew we couldn't fix things. We knew our lives were a mess and we needed Jesus. And so we reached out and he found us where we were and he saved us. I've never heard one person who had yet to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the greatest gift in all of the world. I've never heard one person be told about that gift and then they say, well, you know, I, I, I need to go on a 40-day fast. And then after I go on a 40-day fast, I will come back and then I will be ready to receive this gift. No. I don't know if there's anybody here today that was, but I've heard stories of people that were half drunk. That half drunk, they got the Holy Ghost and got baptized in Jesus' name. 
Nobody said, you got to go get sober. You got to be clean for, you know, a week. And then, no. In fact, I've heard a couple stories where people were in that condition. And when they came up out of the waters of baptism, that drunkenness was completely gone in a single moment. But we all grow up and mature. We understand that while I was in the condition of a sinner when I first got saved, now that I'm a saint, God is waiting on me to achieve on my own. No. A righteous man. A righteous man falls. A righteous man falls. A righteous man stumbles. A righteous man makes mistakes. But the prophet Micah said it this way. Rejoice not against me, O my enemy, because when I fall, and I will fall, but when I fall, I shall arise. But I'm not going to get up by myself because there's somebody that knows I'm going to fall. And what we've been singing lately, you are before me, behind me, and always beside me. So when I fall, you are right there to reach down and pick me back up because you know I'm lower and I need you. I'm going to make you I'm going to make you a little lower. I'm going to tell you I'm making you a little lower. Because I want you to know I didn't make a mistake. Again, that's why they got to have updates. They got to have new models because they recognize, oops, we missed that. Oh, that didn't work this way or don't work that way. So they got to, God knew from the beginning, from the beginning, I am putting within you flaws. I am purpose. It's not going to be an accident. We're not going to gather back at the table with all the engineers and the designers and say, how did we miss that? How did we do that? We just just got done with a... Addition on our house, and and uh, I, I, I'm not going to call them. Some of you will know who did it, and, but ex- very thrilled, very thrilled with the, the work that was done, the job that was done, very pleased, would highly recommend uh, the, the, the contractor to anyone. That being said, there are things. That's, uh, how did we miss that? How do you look back? How did we? Who missed that? How did we? How did we miss that? Some of those things can be fixed relatively easy. Others of those things, it's like, oh well. And I mean, you got 
experts and professionals and experienced people that are doing the work, people that are very skilled at their trade, and yet they miss, not on purpose, not intentionally. And the one that had the ability to not miss, the one that had the ability to not make a mistake, chose from the beginning, I'm not going to make you perfect. Now, I am going to provide that one day, one day I am going to give that opportunity for you to become perfect, and that's going to be either after you die or after the trumpet sounds. This mortality is going to put on immortality, and and when I get to heaven, I'm not going to be flawed anymore, but until I get to heaven, I am flawed. But my Savior, my Creator... I'm preaching to some people this morning that you live under a constant weight and cloud of condemnation because you are flawed. You live under a constant weight because you are, you are, you are imperfect. You can't be anything else. You can't be anything else but flawed and imperfect. You will never be perfect. Bishop said it, I think it was at the leadership meeting Friday night, talking about the holidays and getting through the holidays without sort of a struggle and a dip in your walk with God. And he said, he said he was doing better this past holiday season than he'd ever done. And one morning woke up and started thinking about how well he was doing And crashed and burned. And that really is the way it is. We strive so hard to arrive. And we we spend so much time knowing we haven't arrived. But every now and then we are naive enough to think I don't really want to say it yet. I don't want to voice it yet, but you know, I, I've been on my feet for several days now. Haven't fallen for a while now. I think I'm, I think I may have, I think I may have arrived. And next thing you know. Usually in that moment, it's not a gentle stumble. It is a thousand foot straight drop off. And then what we do, we hit bottom. And what happens when we hit bottom? I'll never, I'll never be perfect. I'll never achieve it. And God's going, yes, you finally got it. Yes, yes. Except we're saying all that thinking that's a problem. And to God, it's a good thing. Because the only way I can fill in the gaps and the only way I can be what you need and the only way I can do what I need to do in you is for you to acknowledge I can't do anything without you. I can't go one day without you. I can't even go one step. I can't even take a breath. 
I can't even take a breath without you. Because you made me lower. You made me. You purposefully, intentionally made me. That's really part of what's so sad about this world and all of those that are living their lives never giving Jesus Christ the time of day. You are pursuing something that is absolutely unachievable because you cannot accomplish it through your own self. Anybody, anybody ever done, you've ever done something that you just, you, I mean in a negative way, you've ever done something or said something that you, you can't believe you did or said? Anybody? Any, anybody ever really done or said something that, I mean, you, you actually, you were really, sho- I mean, you were shocked by it. You're like, oh my good, did I actually say that? Did I actually do that? Yeah, one more time. Anybody? All hands that are down, you must be dead people. Cause... And if you really can't think of anything, I got a feeling by next Sunday, you'll be raising your hand. Anybody ever disappointed yourself anybody ever spent a few days in in depression trying to get over what you did that surprised you so much anybody still sitting today struggling with what you did that you can't believe you do you do you realize Do you realize that there has never been one time in all of your life, no matter how old you are, there has never been one single, no matter what you've done in that lifespan, do you know there has never been one single time where God was shocked? The very thing that you just raised your hand and some of you are still thinking about that surprised you so much. I didn't think I would ever do that. I didn't think I would ever say that. That very thing, as bad as it may be in your mind, God did not, when you did that or said that, go, I cannot believe you just said that. I can't believe you just did that. I don't want to offend anybody with this reference, but it it, it just, it come to mind and it worked. So I know a few of you appreciate it, but you know, it's kind of like Kevin on Home Alone. Kevin, the main kid, yeah. It's kind of like Kevin on Home Alone. As the videos play and he's sitting there mouthing, keep the change, you filthy animal. (laughs) 
Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. He's sitting there mouthing, perfectly mouthing every word. Why? Because he already knows what's coming. Oh, man. Don't do it now. It's way too late. That was a really good one to run on. Because God was sitting there. He probably would cussing. He wasn't mouthing that. But he knew it was coming. He knew you were going to do it because he made you flawed. I told this a couple of months ago, I think in a service, and it fits again today. My dad, if you're a guest today, my dad's actually the founding pastor of this church. So back in the 80s, playing on the church softball team, he was on second base. It was a tight game. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think they may have even been trailing at that point. And there was a ground ball that was that was hit to the left side of the infield. And so he was going from second base to third base. And and, and he decided, he had enough time to think, and decided, I, I'm going to try to time it to step across the ball at the same time that the shortstop, I think it was, is trying to field it. And hopefully try to distract him so that maybe he caused an error. And what he had no idea was going to happen was when he went to do that, the ball took a bad hop and bounced. And so he had in mid-stride to kind of hum, to, to try to adjust his stride. And when he did that and came down, he totally tore his hamstring. And in the next couple of days, he went to the doctor and the doctor had x-rayed whatever and he he showed him where the tear was and that space was because of the tear. And my dad asked the doctor, he said, are you going to have to do surgery? The doctor replied and said, no, sir. He said, the blood. <laughs> he said, the blood will fill in the gap. And become what is needed. My dad said he asked the doctor, Doctor, how does that happen? The doctor said, You're the preacher, I don't know, you tell me. Do you know why natural blood fills in the gap? Because it takes after his blood that whatever the gap is, and there are gaps, the blood fills it in and becomes what is needed. hallelujah the blood of Jesus is in this place right now and there are some lives in this place that he wants to fill in some gaps and he knew from the beginning you were going to need that hallelujah in the name of Jesus 
in the name of Jesus. Come on, I need somebody that knows how to flow in the Holy Ghost to just continue to do that for a moment. I realize we got some guests that may not be comfortable and know what to do, but some of you know what to do. And the Holy Ghost wants to do something in this place right now. He wants to do it for some of our guests, but there's also others of you that He wants to do it for because He knew, He knew, He knew, He knew. Knew from the beginning he made you lower. He knew from the beginning you couldn't do it by yourself. He knew from the beginning you were going to stumble and fall. That's why he decided from the beginning, I'm going to become one of you and I'm going to take on the form of you and do what you need me to do. Come on, some have come to the altar and others may come. I need some of you just to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, I need some of you to be sensitive. You don't need this for yourself right now. Maybe you will at some point, but God's trying to touch some hearts and lives in this place right now. In the name of Jesus. He knows your faults. He knows your failures. He knows your mistakes. He knew them before you ever made them. He knew they were going to happen before you ever experienced them. But He made you. He purposefully made you lower. He purposefully made you lower. But He also purposefully made Himself to be the solution for the gap in your life. To be the solution for where you're lacking. He didn't just make us flawed. He didn't just make us lower. He also made Himself in advance the solution. It wasn't an afterthought. I can make It wasn't an afterthought. It wasn't an afterthought. He knew from the beginning you're going to need me. He knew from the beginning you're going to stumble and fall. He knew from the beginning I'm going to need to give you my blood to wash you and cleanse you and make up for where you're lacking. Oh, Jesus. Come on, the Holy Ghost is in this place. The Holy Ghost is in this place. I believe there's some people that are going to leave this place today transformed. There's some people that are going to leave this place today with their life transformed. So tell me No longer carrying a load of trying to be perfect. No longer carrying the load of realizing I'm flawed, but understanding that's the way you made me because you wanted to also be able to help me. You haven't ever been surprised by me. You haven't ever been shocked by me. You made me lower. You purposefully made me lower. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy that you willingly, freely provide. 
Today, Jesus, let your blood fill in the gap today, Jesus. Let your blood fill in the gap today, Jesus. Become what is needed. Become what is needed today. In every life in this place, become what is needed. My weaknesses is not because I was flawed. My weaknesses is not because I'm a defect. It's because you created me with a need. You created me with a need that only you can fill. I can't live without you. But oh, I'm so thankful today you can fill that need. I'm so thankful today you can be what I need. The voice of condemnation be silenced today. Let the voice of the accuser be silenced today, God. You knew. You knew from the beginning I was weak. You knew from the beginning I was frail. You knew from the beginning I was going to stumble and fall. You knew it, God. You knew it all along. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for taking on the form of a man. Thank you for being made in our likeness. Thank you for humbling yourself to become one of us. Provide the way that we can become more like you. Oh, thank you, thank you, 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for being so intentional, God. Thank you for being so intentional in what you do and how you do it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There are several that are still praying. If you're done, need, or want to go, you're welcome to do that. Thank you again for being here. In the name of Jesus, 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 Jesus. hallelujah.